This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad time, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19 2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Till I Die TV. Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City!
Guy TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. Um, what can I say? How the devil are you all? Am I okay? It's painful. It is painful. Um, we used to say, oh, there's a song that you sing at football grounds. Where were you when we were shit? Do you remember that? We sing that, you know, to the new supporters. I'll tell you where I was when we were shit. I was sat here doing a 90-minute boring watch-along, making my team, watching my team, be outplayed by a team that is one of the favourites for relegation. And I think, how long ago, we were winning the FA Cup. Not that long. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're listening on the um, old podcast, whether that be Amazon, Apple, Google or Spotify or any podcast platform, thank you very much for um, joining us and listening in. It is much appreciated. If you are watching on YouTube uh, and if you're on Facebook or Twitter, please get over to YouTube and give us a subscribe. It all helps. Do what it says there, subscribe, like, and do the notifications. It all helps the channel, and it is much appreciated. Thank you very, very much. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I can see Brad waiting in the green room. I'm going to keep him waiting a little bit longer uh, because, yeah, I think it's time for a rant. Um, I I actually retweeted this from Matt Piper. For those of you that don't know, uh, obviously Leicester fans probably will, uh, Matt Piper, ex-Leicester City player, he has been through some personal struggles in his life, so he certainly sees things from a this-is-just-a-game perspective, and I appreciate and respect him for that. I retweeted this uh, earlier on today or, or yesterday, uh, not having some people butchering our players from Thursday night. We didn't play well enough and some players had a bit of a stinker. End of. It's sport and that sometimes happens. They tried, they came up short on the night, but I guarantee you, none of them tried not to play. i tell you what, what happened today then, Matt? Because you on Radio Leicester were saying that that was like watching football in the Prell area. I mean, era, sorry. I mean, Brendan came in. He got us playing attacking, exciting football. I mean, you know, if you're talking about football, giving you a hard on, that wasn't even getting it up to a semi. It, just, it was awful. We, ha- we, we played nice, tippy-tappy passing football. Yes, we did. Did we do anything with it? Did we fuck? We just blew it away at the end. And I, I just... <sighs> the players, and I'm not sure at full time, uh, because obviously I came off to, to get this ready, but certainly at half time, the players went off to booze. Good. Maybe it'll make them realise, because there are players out there at the moment that just are not good enough. And we can start with Schmeichel. Yes, don't get me wrong, he's an icon and I love him to bits. But has he is he past his sell-by date? That second goal, he should have been falling on top of that, not palming it out. 
He can't take control at corners. Maybe it's time to drop him and give Ward a chance. We had three strikers on at one stage, and we still couldn't score. It's like the proverbial give them all a free press to the broth brothel, because a lot of come out disappointed, Leicester players. That was absolutely shite. It was embarrassing. Everton wanted it more. We are on the beach. If that's what our so-called 100 grand a week players are going to do, get the youngsters on. Because not one of them players out there today, with probably the exception of, of Dhaka, deserved, deserved to wear the shirt. I mean, look at this. This is Everton's away form up to today's game. Played 16, won one. Just take that in. We've won one game up until today. Oh, sorry. Everton have won one game away from home up until today and drawn three. Scored 13 and let 35 in. Welcome to Leicester. You know, we'll, 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 we'll kneel down and suck your knobs for you, Everton. We were absolutely shite today. Um... David says here, and David, thank you for sticking with me through the 90 minutes, mate, on the um, watch-along. I don't know. <laughs> we're never going to get those 90 minutes back, are we? We have to look backwards to look for glory. Love your intro as it's reminding me of much better times. But they were not that long ago. They were not that long ago. In fact, the majority of the team that was on that pitch today played at Wembley. Tielemans? Great player, wants to go, fuck him off now. Let him go. Drop him. Put Brunt, whoever it is, in from the youth team. Schmeichel, like I say, drop Schmeichel for me. I, 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 you can tell I am absolutely and utterly pissed off. And uh, I, I, I don't know what Brad's going to make of it all. We'll find out straight <laughs> Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Tell me some positive, Brad. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, well, just watched Leicester lose, mate. I'm not exactly brilliant, but I can actually tell you some positives. And it sounds like the most bewildering statement, given the result and the pace we played at today. There was some positives to take. and. I'm going to talk about the positives as much as I can right now because we're going to spend a lot of, of the majority of the show talking about everything that was wrong with Leicester's performance. But in that first 20 minutes, I was baffled as to how Everton had a go, go at Leicester, let alone a goal, because we were in control. We were moving the ball at the tempo. Um, we could have scored one or two before they had their chance. We replied and got the goal back instantly, pretty much, that we deserved to have back at that point. We were shooting today, which we haven't seen against Roma or Villa. Uh, well, probably I, I wasn't there and didn't watch the game, as you know, because I was um, attending the game elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But we probably haven't had a shot in the league or that many shots on peppering towards goal three, four weeks. I mean, Everton, after scoring against them in five minutes at their ground, 
by all accounts, we didn't really do too much in terms of a threat. But when the performance is bad and when when you go into a game with the mentality and the feeling all around Leicester that you're already 1-0 down because it's only a matter of a time before they win a corner and score from it. Anything that was attempted that was good was mediocre because of the standard of what we was doing around for the rest of the game and the majority of the game was not very good. I'm not as angry as others because I did see some positives and it, but I'm still annoyed but now I know how it feels, Chris. And by that, what I mean is I know how it feels when we were bottom of the league and we'd get a Tottenham or an Arsenal or whatever and they'd go, out of the, excuse my French here, they'd go after a match how the fuck did we just lose to that bottom of the league side or doing nothing? Tipping side, Tim Pop Club. Why, how, why are we losing a team that's only won like four, four games this season? Pathetic. But we were fighting for our lives back then. We were doing exactly pretty much what Everton did to us over the course of 90 minutes to win games. And we're talking the whole package. We're talking the brick wall defence. We're talking the 11 men behind the ball. We're talking the gamesmanship. And unfortunately, he we didn't even know what a, we didn't even know what a gearbox looked like, let alone how to put ourselves into gear at some point. But it's it's a game where the only big positive you got from it is whether they were good or bad shots. I mean, Pickford did make some good saves, some really good saves in that game. Let's let's remember we were the team that controlled the attacking emphasis to the game. They just got two goals from same old Leicester, unfortunately. Yeah, and and we got our goal from a mistake that Everton made. And yes, you have to capitalise on mistakes, but we're not scoring goals from our own set no, pieces. No, we're not. We're not, not like that. We've never scored goals from our own set pieces. Well, or, or, or our own set, pla- you know. Our yeah, own, yeah um, exactly. Pla- you know, then, when we've got the ball, basically, you know. Yeah. And, and I, agree, I, I agree that most of that goal we did get today was obviously because of the collision. But I will give a little bit of credit to Daka because if he's he's getting, and I can't remember who it is, so I apologise to any amateur fans listening, but he gets that defender's full attention because he keeps with him, he grabs his shirt legally just about, gives him a little, stays with him, so he focuses on him. That inadvertently is what causes the collision to lose the goal. But yes, you are right, Chris. After that, I cannot remember too many clear-cut well-worked chances it was well, I was kind of again glad to see so much mm. of the area efforts because at least we just didn't do it with the right tempo. We had the yeah. right idea, but not the right tempo and execution today. And that's what's mm. really annoyed me. Because I don't think have... I've three points, to be honest with you. In terms Maybe of we didn't have the right players on the pitch. I mean, I, good evening, Ryan. How the devil are you, sir? And especially, uh, same to Scott here. Uh, saw it coming. Me too. I mean, I said. I, I actually predicted on, I think it was Doug's show, um, uh, Doug, out, uh, Doug Out Football on his show, that I'd actually predicted 2-1 to Everton. The problem was I couldn't stick with that, and I actually went 1-1. Oh. Um, and, and I said, my worry is that who's going to want it more? Leicester have got absolutely fuck all to play for. Everton are fighting for their lives. And maybe we should use this time to get the 
youngsters on the pitch, as I think I probably said to you in 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 a preview show. And I mean, you know, when you look at when you look at you know the fact of how the youngsters played when they were on the pitch against Watford in the FA Cup, yes, you know, uh, but those. There's, there's going to have to be a, a big clear out, and I am sorry it starts with Michael. Yes, he's oh. had his time. Yes, of course he has. Vardy, you know, he's he's they're not these these players are not guaranteed starters now. I'm not saying that they're, they're suddenly awful, goddamn, we're the worst goalkeeper we've ever had, etc. Is <laughs> that he is? He's good, but every player has the sell pass date. Every manager has the sell pass date. We've with a lot of those players out there now, we have reached the sell pass date. Schmeichel, I'm sorry, he, he, he's rubbish at corners. He does not command his box at all. Um, how can you do a header? If that had been Pickford, he'd have grabbed that ball to his chest and he would have fallen on it as if he was making love to it. Schmeichel, oh, simple. Let me pat it out back into the box and let it go out to an Everton player to score. Tillemans is going. Get rid of him. Just drop him now. Let's get him sold and get some money in for him. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry. There's so many players. I thought, you know, we've been saying all season. Oh, wait till Fafana comes back. Wait till we've got our defenders back. Clinton Morrison and I quoted this so much, like. Judge Brendan when he's got a full squad. Well, apart from Indeedy, which is one injury, and we forget Ryan Bertrand, apart from Indeedy, he's got a full squad, and that is what they are performing like. Yeah, yeah, but again, you, it's also something we have to remember we've been through as well with Everton, and, and we were slow in doing what we were doing, but I could see what we was intending to do and trying to do it with a bit more of a fluid body. Again, yeah, I, I I agree with you to a point on Casper. I do think maybe he needs to feel that his position's ready to be challenged um, in terms of, not, not just because of his age, but because you can't keep someone of Danny Ward's calibre on the bench and, and not playing happy. And wanting to say you're going to lose out on a, on a decent replacement that was brought in to obviously with the intent to be that given the age he is and when goalkeepers come into their prime years sort of thing. Um, I know you're part of the goalkeepers union here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But honestly, Everton just exploited our Achilles heel from a set piece. Which any team could do. I could probably go out to the. I could walk to the pub just yeah. up the road. But, but did we not night. say that in the first month of the season? Yeah, and it's what just the, what the running. fucking hell is Colo Tory doing? Is he sat oh, in the in the changing room wanking off or what? Because he's certainly not teaching our players how to defend set pieces and corners. Brendan no, came no, out after the, after the Romans said, "Oh yes, yeah, we know set corners, pieces, and corners are our problem. Well, do fucking something about it then." Yeah, well, first of all, no, you're just being grotesque. Say, being grotesque because you're angry. And I get it. And I get why fans are angry before you say something back. I get because I am. I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be the the, the the foreground, the middle ground, if you will. I can't, nobody can blame the players for that, though. You know, whatever they're doing, you'd have to ask Brendan. That's a question that only Brendan can answer. And I'm, if he, I, Lovely. I'd love to hear his answer on what they actually do for set-piece training. Because I said to you, didn't you, when you said changes at half-time, what can we change? I 
put a reply back saying the set piece coach because I'm with I'm with you and I'm with everybody with their annoyance and the fallacies thrown around. I understand it, but them players are paid to follow instructions. Yes, they're obviously paid because they're talented at what they do, but they're also paid to follow the instructions of one man in the dugout. Now, I made this point a couple of weeks ago, and whilst I'm still never going to really be a Brandon out for any manager, really, because I, I didn't really like the taste in my mouth when, when Powell was sacked, even though I knew it was right, I thought this man's come here to at least try and do a job and do it his way. At least he stuck to his guns, even though they backfired and didn't work for him. But I said a couple of weeks ago, if Brendan has a bad end to the season, I don't know if you got the same stream I did, Chris, but before the start of the second half, I'm pretty sure it was our owner, you know, his son, was looking at um, John Rudkin, you know, like that, with his body motions, like swaying his shoulders around as if to go, what, what, what's, what, as if he was asking him a question, go, oh, I'm sick of seeing this, what, what, what's going on? I don't know, I don't know if there was anything to be seen in that, if you saw it or if anyone else watched it on the same stream I did, but there was a little, you could tell they were having a conversation and John Rookin was smiling, but it was an awkward smile. It was like, I'm smiling to be polite, but this is pretty, it sounds, you know, you know, they say a picture, a face, a picture can tell a thousand words. words. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. It looks as if he was getting a hiding. I have to go, why, why can't you tell me what's going on down there? Why we're not doing, playing the football? I know we can play. It's a fair question for the owner of a football club to ask. Mm. It is. It is. It's his you job. Know. He owns the club. He so, really does are, are we saying? And obviously, a lot of my anger. I'm playing devil's advocate to you. Yeah, here, I know. You know, but and I, I am not saying Brendan out. Uh, but the, what you're saying is the book stops with him. Yeah, it does. And therefore, does. on that performance, maybe he has yeah. to go. But well, I'm starting to run out of a reason why. Because, like I said, mm. yes. Yes, it's easy to sit here and blame the coach, but you also have to remember, right, like any team, and I'm going to use a, a very American term here, but the manager gives his coaches the game plans. Mm. He goes, I want you to make our defence play like this. I want you to make our players defence at pieces like this. Remember when we were screaming for him to stop zonal marking? It wasn't Colo, that was Brendan. Now, well, you, Colo only you, follows you, Brendan's orders, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so really, you know, suggesting that maybe the problems with Colo, and I'm thinking about it, you know, more now. The book does stop to the manager for that reason. He is the one that, yes, Colo could train him to do as much as he wants, but if he's being told, "I want five foot nine Pereira marking the tall, tallest man in Rome," and I want, you know, I want Wesley for final marking the five foot three winger because that makes sense. And Carlo Torres is going to be like, you were the gaffer. That's what you're doing in training. We're going to get tall and small marking each other. Ah. Mm. I mean... The blame does still go to the coaching to a degree, but it's more mm. on, on Brendan. Yeah. I mean, um, just Justin says, hey, good afternoon. How the devil are you? If you haven't subbed yet, please sub to the channel and uh, it helps support us. Uh, we're in a worse position now than we were when we, were, we sat well. I mean, you see, I'm... I'm going mad here because the, what I'm going mad at is the performance. You know, we lose yeah. games. As, as as Matt Piper said, players have bad days. We have, you know, we lose games. That's football. You have a winner, you have a loser. And sometimes you have a drawer where you keep your underwear. But, you know, what? it's part of the game. 
what is getting me angry is the performances. Is that this is the same team as good almost well, apart from the fact that we bought two two um two championship winners and and we bought some dross as well, obviously, but we've got those two winners. We that won the um the English Super Cup and the FA Cup last season and got us into two fifth places, and suddenly they're playing like this. Yeah, but again, this is where the, the books goes to the manager because they're training and they're doing tactical training and they're doing formation training and they're doing game plan training and they're sitting around the table discussing the tactics and everything with one man. And that's why he's, I believe, what, the fourth or fifth highest paid manager? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think he's on more than Ten Hag he's going to be on. Yeah, well, you know, I think he's. I think it's the fourth. I think he's, he's the fourth highest paid yeah. man. Basically, he's on ten million a year, guys, for that. Yeah, and that's again. People might say, "Oh, yeah, but Fofana's a good player. You're a good player. Surely, good players can do it." There's certain players that when they retire, they speak about certain managers, mm. and I, I'm just going to remind people if they haven't ever seen it. I don't know why you would if you're just a Leicester fan, unless you're just interested in the same things I am. I'll, I'll do the, the end version of it for you. It was Henri talking about working under Pep. And he said they were playing the game and he wasn't seeing much of the ball. And he got frustrated and he got the ball and he drove towards the box. He went out of the strict instructions that Pep gave him. He broke away. He went in the middle and scored a goal. And half-time, he took him off. And he was like, took me off and scored a goal. What are you doing? He goes, undermined me, you disrespect me. And I wonder if Brendan's maybe trying that approach because you see he kind of stubbornly kept that zone of marking until maybe even his players went, boss, this really isn't working. We definitely need to change it. And that's why he's... I think I said at the time when he went back to it, it seemed like the way Brendan was being on the sidelines was less of his clapping and more like this. Because we won that game. We won the first game that we went out of zone of marking or drew it. And he looked like a a child that was annoyed that his idea wasn't better than the, the original idea. And I feel like he's got that and he can't help himself but try and enforce his way into it. Mm. And as good as his players are, if they go away off the beaten track, they probably find themselves on the bench. You don't, We don't know how Brendan could be and maybe that's the thing that's going to lead to him losing his job because he's set in his ways of going, no, you've got to eventually do it my way. I'll just compromise for a bit to keep the job. Maybe we have the old losing the dressing room scenario and Casper ends up knocking on Top's door saying, hey, mate, can I have a quick word? Um, I mean, yeah. let's just go through some through some uh, comments here. And Honest Dave, I <laughs> love that name. Honest Dave, Everton fan, welcome along, mate. Well done. Congratulations. You deserve that today. Well done. If you play like that, you ain't going to go, for the rest of the season, you ain't going to go down, mate. When you really need it and when you really want it, you can have. Everton wanted it today. Honestly, mate, if you if you were if you just landed from Mars and you watched that game, you'd have said Everton were top of the Premier League and Leicester had just got relegated. That's the difference in the two teams. I said after Roma, how much would we want this? Well, we didn't want it at all today on that performance. Um, I wouldn't say we didn't didn't want it at all. Well, I would. Well, I wouldn't because we had a lot more efforts than we've we've had for the last three weeks ago. We did show the effort. We just got it wrong in every step going there. That's that's, that's what people need to actually notice about this game is we... Yes, it looked like 
and match the frustrations of, of no effort. But we were doing the effort, but because they were told to do it at a slower pace, and it was clear because they never changed off, off, off the script, and because they were told to slowly press that team, and because they were told to walk it into the box, I think we saw maybe the start of the players losing their their rag with the Brendan way because they were shooting from the into the box. And like I said to you at the start, Chris, we haven't seen that for three or four games. We, mm. I even spoke about it, didn't I, in our, in our Euro summary match. I even said, we've lost from the start of the intro, like David pointed out, we've lost the ability or the willingness to shoot from the edge of the box. At least mm. they tried something today, some players, even if it wasn't the names we were expecting, i.e. a Mendy or... Or an Amati. That was a good shot you know. from Mendy. Credit where credit's due. Yeah, great. Right. would have been proud of that. Um, I, I mean, this is an Everton side, and I'm not disrespecting Honest Dave here. <laughs> Do you, you're not, please tell me, Honest Dave, you're not a second-hand car salesman, please. But, oh, um, and this is no disrespect to us, as I say, because like I say, Everton, I said well done at the end on, on my tweets and Facebook. This is an Everton side that said that had won once away all season. This was an Everton side that uh, have changed the manager. This is an Everton side that don't know how, how to string two passes together normally. At the end of this game, and the expected goal they, that they come up with, how many? We were 1.13, they were 1.22. I tell you, if we play like that next week, Norwich are going to stuff us. That, well. See, it's one of them though. I don't hate, I don't understand expected goals because I don't know what's taken into account or what's clustered it. Um, we were just that's what I mean though. It was everything that we tried was for the most part of the game wrong at some point in the in the play, either at the back, the build up, or at the end product. Sometimes all three. Sometimes we got given the chance to correct all three, and we and, and, and we messed up at least once on the way to the to the, to the shop. But mm. I mean, the goals aside, I don't really remember Casper having too much to do. So again, well, maybe that stat- says that when when he has got something to do, he should be doing it better. Oh yeah, sure. Especially and again, I one hundred percent agree with set pieces. Keeper, come mm. and claim it. Just come and claim it first of all, or put your body on it if you can't. They're the two things. He couldn't claim the first one, give him that, granted. He should have been all over that second one. I would have been, oh, I'd have been so annoyed at myself for that going in. Mm. I wouldn't have blamed anybody but myself. I'd have been putting my hand up and apologising for letting that spell out and that. And you are right. I'm not saying he's completely free of it because damnly agree with you on the goal. But, I mean, it, it, we gave ourselves a few scares to give them chances, but. It's not like we're not talking about an Everton. We're talking about the fighting for their lives performance. Everton. That's where they won the game. It wasn't in creating twenty, thirty chances like this, or one or two more chances like that. Excuse me. We're talking about side that did a roamer on us. They messed it up the first time, but when they got the lead the second time, the gamesmanship and all the lit, the the fifty-fifty look that comes your way from it, the, the the working it to a man. Working hard to a man to see out that draw, not draw, see out the 2 1 win is what won them the game. In terms of attacking wise and creating chances, less than creating more, we just could not find the back of the net. 
Mm. I mean, I want to just say something and just go back to it here that Rob's and good evening, Rob. How the devil are you? BR gets paid for solving problems with, with team situations, i.e., corners. Um, teams are taking the piss out of us for six months at corners. He's paid to solve the problems, and if he's not yeah, solving he's... the problems, what's he doing for his 10 million? Um, the yeah. last time I remember watching a game, says David, and feeling 100% confident we would win no matter what, was the game versus Watford where we won 4-1. And that was full of teenagers and 123 players. I mean, let's 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 take this to the extreme. Right? I'm going to tell you, this, this is the team that started today, okay? Yeah. How many of those were in the FA Cup final? Schmeichel. Um... Amarty. Was Amarty in the FA Cup? Evans started oh, yeah. in the FA Cup. Castagna was in the FA Cup. Tielemans was in the FA Cup. Perez yeah. was in the FA Cup. Inacho was in the FA Cup. Seven of those players won us the FA Cup. To be honest with you, those 11 players couldn't win the fucking Egg Cup today. So what has happened? Yeah, oh, we've had all these injuries. Yes, we've had all these injuries. Let's wait till we get all the players back. That... Like I say, is virtually the team almost that started the FA Cup. So we've got the players back. All right, I know Madison was injured and what have you, but and, and Vardy can't play 90 minutes. What's the point of bringing Vardy on? I'll tell you what, he ain't scoring at the moment. He wasn't scoring before he was injured. He's not scoring like he was now. Um, why bring him on when we're not going to give him the, the, the service to get the goals? Because we're obviously not doing... Well, there we go again, don't we? When it's Vardy we talk about, it's he's not getting the service. But when it's someone else that doesn't get the service, it's a bad game by by them. Well, no, I've, I've not criticised. I've not criticised Barnes. No, I'm not saying sorry, you I've criticised. Uh, 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 um, sorry, Daka or Inacho on this game. The fact that we had two oh, strikers no. on was impressive. Oh no, yeah, yeah, it was actually. Um, but again, it might sound like a, it, it's hard to do, and when you're Chopping, changing, you don't, you know, and you, you're not able to change a team because you're your fault for not registering certain players for Europe um, and a mix of that and, and not having ready bodies available to, to allow rest and rotation. Recovery time, trying to get everybody on the pitch, trying to get them back up to speed, trying to accommodate for not having certain players in certain areas. I mean, whether we liked them or not, it might have been ideal at some times once he'd been able to settle in more to have used Ryan Bertrand this season, but we weren't able to. We haven't been able to for months and that's a, that's that's you know that's an extra body on there that's already on a very thin squad as it is. And it's even harder when you can't get the results when you're not egging out a 1-0 win away at Everton, when you're not finding a way to score against Villa, when you're not finding a way to, to stop goals from corners, when you're not finding a way to to get, 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 get yourself level against Everton again, and when you're not doing all these things, it doesn't matter to a degree when these good players come back. Yes, they lift the dressing room a bit. Yes, the tempo probably goes again. But the problems don't go away. And, and two or three players returning to a squad can't change that magically overnight, especially when that everything that I've just said is the case. You've got players low on confidence. You've got players not knowing what side of the pitch they're playing each week. You've got players that have got their eyes elsewhere. You've got players that maybe feel like they know they're out the door no matter what. So they're a 
you know, when, when, when they see their team go 1-0 now and their effort drops again. And it, so it's so many things that are all bad and awful to say, but they're the truth. That's the reason this team just can't magically get it. Because Leicester haven't come out of a slump and gone, oh, well, you know, considering we had all them injuries, we're sat in thick or sick. No, we're talking about a Leicester side that, yes, league position-wise, we are worse than Powell in terms of where we are in the league. But in terms of where we are as a squad, we're nowhere near Powell days. We just maybe need to do what we did with Powell and move him on. Maybe we need to remember that this is a club that doesn't really hold sentiment in. We're all about the here and now because if we still believe in sentiment, we would have kept Ranieri for the sake of what Ranieri did. Instead, the owners acted in the way they felt fit to keep the club in the Premiership at that time. You know, Champions League was a major success, but I think we forget how badly we were doing in the league and the reason we sacked him before the second leg against Seville. These owners and our fans may need to be ready for a thank you for Brendan, but if this is the case of this is 70-80% on Brendan, then maybe we do have to look to replace someone who's going to reinvigorate these lads. Yeah. You could call it tactical burnout, like what happened with Pochettino at, um, at, at Spurs and Mourinho to a bit. It could just be that case that it is that simple, that they need a new fresh face to lead them forward. Yeah. Hi to Tom. Uh, well done, mate. Obviously, a toughest fan there. Congratulations. You deserved it. Um, Facebook user says squad needs a big overhaul. Um, I, I prefer them to play in the strip, to be honest with you. See what I did there? No, oh. never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that I've got to wait to say, explain it. Um, David says, tell you what, I'd have loved to see Hamza centre-back today. Um, sick of watching Evans constantly standing still. Uh, Hamza puts good shift. Well, I can say, I said to you earlier on, you know, Hamza, after the Liverpool games, you know, he was, you know, Brendan's best buddy, you know, <laughs> were, were bumming partners, possibly. I mean, he was so full of how good Hamza was, and we haven't seen him since. Yeah, and, and that's probably the most baffling thing about the whole Hamza scenario is the manager's actually quite unwillingly praised him and then never picked him again. I don't know, but you, you can only think it's due to past things that haven't changed with Hamza, which is the reason he's not getting in the team. I, I honestly couldn't answer that question. But in regards to Evans, unfortunately, David, and again, when I get to my tactics segment, we'll... Uh, you, I'll explain it a bit. You, it wouldn't matter if Chowdhury was played there. He'd have been given the same role. He's that anchor centre-back that shifts into the middle and he's there for exactly what you said he does. He passes it to the right. He passes it to the left. He gives it to Mendy or Fafana, who's maybe gone five yards in front. He does nothing else. He's there as the final stopgap for a counter. That's exactly what Evans does in his role. Another another uh, Everton fan coming in here. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Never seen so many Everton fans. Almost as many as you get at Goodison. Who's <laughs> only to do with the fact that you're winning? Um, this Luca, how the devil are you? How did you lose to Everton? I was at Arsenal game. Uh, I'm going to be live tonight. Rogers in. 
Yeah, yeah, Arteta in as well, Luca, Arteta in. Uh, Lee says, um, I'm a toffee, what happened to Tillemans? It, we've been saying that for weeks. Answers on the postcard, please. Uh, sure. On yeah. you, Toffees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. as I say, with all respect to the Toffees, they played well, they deserved it. Um yeah. So um, I mean, th those are the sort of the, some of the, the say the scores that the the, the 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 photo mob that I use or foot mob, sorry, that I use. That Awobi was man of the match, and Fafana was sort of our best player, uh, along with Castagna and Dewsbury Hall. Um, I mean, Brad. I mean, I, I mentioned this during, and I like Evans. He, he's he does look to hold the ball up and maybe distribute it side to side. And, you know, when you remember how we won the Premier League, we were this exciting, and I think you've mentioned this before, exciting, passing the ball around and, you know, attacking forward, counter-attacking team. But you get found out after a bit and you do have to change, um, you know, your style. But, like I say, Evans, he does what he's got to do as that experienced head. But, you know what, he... He's getting on a little bit now. You know, we know, see, when he gets injured, he's out and we haven't got an experienced head in there and it can take him weeks now to recover. Tarkovsky, and, and I say, I did the watch along with Dan, Tarkovsky um, was kind of, well, I mean, he, he's, he's free, basically, and he won't be on much money at Burnley. Would you add him to the squad? Uh, he's definitely an option to look at. Um, I think there's probably a few options. Although, having said that, I haven't given it much thought. So, without people naming names that might be thinking, I know there's a guy from Torino, defender from Torino, that we're interested in, but so are Chelsea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, well, yeah, but it all depends on where he wants to go with his career. If he believes in the Leicester, yes, and of course, we, Torino have got Pratt, they can't afford him. They want to extend his loan deal for another season. Let's yeah, just to sell him. Let, let's do a deal. So you never know. You never know, yeah. do you? But, uh, yeah, well, but certainly, I would yeah. be interested in him. I would be interested in him purely because I say he's got that experience. He knows the Premier League. He, you know, and that's, that's the difference. You bring somebody in from Torino, they don't really know the Premier League straight away. Fafana yeah. did, but you can't, everybody's not going to be like Fafana. And, um, you know, he, he he's basically that age where he's, he's got the experience. Uh, Mike yeah, says here, Tarkovsky would be a great fit. He plays the ball good in the air and reads the ball well. Would only ask for around 60000 a week and you could speak to him. And he's, exactly, <coughs> exactly, Mike, 100%. Yeah. He's not going to cost us anything and he'll probably be on less money than, than half the numpties that were out on the pitch today. And you can yeah, see the okay. scores there, Brad. What do you think of the, the, the ratings there for the players? Like we said before, Jewsby right, Hall. Let's have a look at the ratings. Read them out, mate. Yeah. So Casper got a 5.2, which was generous. Um, yeah. Evans, 6.8. Fafana, 7.5. Amati, 6.9. Mendy, 6.2. Still love that shot, Mendy. That, you kept that in your locker. Jewsby uh, Hall, 7.3. Perez, 5.6. Tielemans, I think 6-3 was very, very generous as well. Castagna, 7-5. Uh, Daka, 7-1. And uh, Inacho, 6-3. Uh, 
they're about right, really. They're, they're, they're about right. And again, you know, we're talking about games and losses. There's a few sevens in there. So again, all this doom and gloom, it wasn't completely horrible. Otherwise, we'd be talking about threes and fours all the way through. Indeed. So, Indeed, yeah. and you know, we I certainly am looking at it as a with his, you know, the, the well known blue tinted spectacles on, you know, and these these guys aren't that they're doing this, they're looking at it from a completely sort of neutral point of view. So they they will be seeing things that you know that we don't. Um, but looking at before we come on to sort of to, to your section in a minute, Brad. Oh. Um, we are, and we will do it straight after this, going to have a look at, talking of ratings, what uh, what Alan has given the players. Uh, you probably saw this um, earlier, Brad, but Alan, who does the... Um, he actually said to me the other day, he said, like, are you happy for me doing this? I said, look, you know, you're coming straight out of the match. Um, your emotions are high, but you're my kind of age, so you've had the experience. You can read things, but he's come out today very, very unimpressed. He's given for far the man of the match, and he's given the manager two and the team three. I think he's, you know, we discussed all the faults with not just the performance, but the performance mm. is. We, you know, we, we've um, um for a few games now, and um, the ratings probably about right. We're laying a lot of blame at Brandon's door, and rightly so, I think. I think aside from pretty much giving nothing, two twos probably sounding generous if you when you look at the bigger picture of the problems we've faced. Like I said, not just today, but in in recent months. So the team only get a three as well because they played to their instructions, and even when they did try and play to the instructions, they got it wrong. So yeah, two and threes are fine with me in a weird way. And Farna, what you're saying though, isn't there that once the players cross that white line, the manager doesn't have much as much as much control in fairness i mean yes he does because he can shout etc um yeah that's where but, that's where the players have to take a bit of responsibility yes for bad passing and, and and bad movement and or lack of movement yes that, that that's that's why it's not solely on brendan but you still say with brendan the tempo comes from brendan Yes, yeah. I mean, when he when he said that through to me, he said another flat performance, Chris. Don't know what the answer is. Not like me to score that low, but it isn't good. And um, yeah, it, it probably sums it up there. And again, from a player's point of view, and taking you know, keeping at the back of my mind as I'm trying to what Matt Piper said about the players earlier. Um, that aside, I'm looking at looking at the players and thinking, okay, we lost to Roma. Um, you know, we may not look good because they didn't let us look good. But in my opinion, you know, a lot of your players didn't turn up. You know, I wasn't impressed with the performance. First well, game after that, you're back on home soil. You're back at the KP. You've got to kind of, you know, the crowd expects something. You know, the crowd played a lot of money. Those that went to Rome played a lot of money, had, you know, 
police and stewards and what have you to deal with. And although I do love that 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 uh, that clip where the guy is on the motorbike taking the piss out of Leicester fans and runs into the back of the car, <laughs> that Ooh. was karma. But I'm you know this was your chance, players, to say, guys, we're sorry, we're going to make it up to you today. Yeah, again, I know I might sound like a broken record, but low on confidence, you know. Should there be low on confidence, though? Look in your drawer and see what medals you've got. Yeah, but you you can't summon that all the time to do it. I mean, it's not just like we've been on a bad one or two games uh, or that. We've been on a fairly bad season, minus... You know, it's been in contrast the last two seasons. You know, we had a very good season as minus a few mini runs where we mm. didn't pick them in. We've had a complete contrast to that this season where minus a few spirited runs where we've kind of managed to find another gear somehow through um, through any means, whether that was Brendan, you know, slacking and, and, and giving up his rule set or whatever and mm. whatnot. We've been fairly poor all season, and it takes its toll on a player mentally to do so. And and again, without affording the luxury of of it, um, we haven't been able to make rotation changes mm. as often as we'd have liked until these last few weeks. So it's just one of them. I think it is. You know, it really did have a end-of-season vibe to it for Leicester mm. in terms of the tempo, the inability to, to pass straight at times, passing into areas and not to the men. Again, I'll probably repeat that in a minute or two, but it's, sadly, it felt like the last game of the season where Leicester were safe, they weren't going to go into Europe, but they didn't play the kids. And they just, they kind of inadvertently helped Everton out, stay up without it being the last game of the season. That's pretty much how it unfortunately hmm. played out. And as a player, and you, you know, you're in the goalkeepers' union, as you walk off at half-time and you've got the sound of the, 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 the fans booing in your ears, you I expect a reaction in the second half, and it wasn't. Again, you know, yeah. that was like... And it's almost like the players are going like, up to the to the fans. After the game, mate, I'm... Again, like I said, it's not up to them the tempo they play at. It's well, up well, to the okay. well, Let's include the, the team and Brendan all together then. Yeah. You know. Okay, yeah. And I get that. But you've also got to... Let's take our head out of our own artists for a minute and remember who we're playing against. Start bringing up the fact that they've only won one away game because we know what that feels like. We know what that's like when you only win a few games all season, let alone home and away. We're talking a team that we have to give credit for because we hate it when we get uh, grind out a win and Sky and BT or whoever go, oh, the other team were really bad, weren't they? It was all because they were really bad. They didn't have anything to do with us. Let's remember that Everton are a team fighting for their lives and showed it with their performance because they had 11 men behind the ball. And it's not as easy as people seem to think. People play too much FIFA and watch too many videos of people playing FIFA and whatnot, and they think that if you, as long as you just keep passing the ball at 100 miles per hour and keep throwing bodies forward, you're eventually going to be a team like Everton who are struggling. No, when they put 11 men behind the ball, 
they make it harder for you to do things at a tempo because you have to pass through them. You have to drag them out. You have to think of three or four different ways to try and do it. And when you're repeat, you know, repetition, as I say, rinse and repeat in the same instructions that your manager gives you and you don't do it well, it all equates to just a result like this. Yeah. I'll just let you read that, Brad. And just while you're doing that, I'll just say that we are in 14th position now. We did have a chance to, uh, it was an, a really outside chance that we could have still got seventh. But if I read the teams out that are below us in the league, oh, Southampton, damn. who booed the manager yesterday. Now, if they're booing Ruth Hathenthal um, after everything he's uh, he's done for the team, <laughs> says it all. So below Leicester, Southampton, Everton, Burnley, Leeds, Watford, Norwich. I mean, above Leicester are Newcastle, Brentford, the likes of Palace, Villa, Brighton. I mean, that that is hard to look at. And I've got to say, I have got to say this, um, just to mention Brighton there, well done on that win yesterday. And maybe Graham Potter is proving me wrong and he maybe maybe he is the messiah but uh well done well done brighton that was that was a great win for you uh anthony good evening um how the devil are you um happy i would imagine uh especially with the rumors that tillemans is joining you and if you as i said before mate if you finish top four and get champions league football he may well he may well well, it is that time that you've waited. I haven't really read what David said there. I think it was aimed at you. Uh, yeah, Brad. I gave it a, yeah, I gave it a read, and yeah. I'll see what I can do, yeah. David, as much as I can for you, mate. But it is now that time. And it's a time where Brad shows off his extremely good football knowledge and shows what a country bumpkin I am. <laughs> I don't understand what he's saying. But uh, all I'll say is let's bring it in. Tell me when you need it changing. And it's all yours, Brad. Uh, cheers, mate. Yeah, so obviously we start at the very beginning, the start at 11. And, and as you can see there on the screen, uh, I always tell you the shape of it. Um we played a four-two-three-one today. It was like a it was like a nightmare for a, anyone who's discalculate or just can't read numbers trying to count down from four to to one because the standard is how Leicester dropped. Let's get straight into the starting lineup on the next slide here. When Chris just can bring it up, as you can see, the starting eleven there. Uh, it shows the shape that Leicester played. And going back to what David said about Evans, there you can see that I've tried to represent it with 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 Evans. And that was that Evans is going to be the the, 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 the centre-back that sits back and drops into that central role to allow what we saw today when we got it right was was um, Wesley Fofana being able to drive forward and come out with the ball. So the lineup was pretty good. The shape was pretty structured and it showed that Leicester were really trying to win that midfield battle and push on a team press at a more structured and more secure gap between 
instead of maybe trying to pin the ball forward, which we ended up doing in the second half, along with balls from Evans, uh, trying to put them in over the top, which we did try on occasion to mix things up, the general consensus was to push that team forward. So that's how we lined up. And let's get on to the next, the next shirt slide. You'll see that we're going to talk about exactly what I just mentioned, the team press. And as we'll see here on the next one, We'll see that team press, and this was it in this attacking glory. When I say glory, I use that word lightly after the way it worked today. But let's not forget, for the first half, it actually did quite work. And I was actually a bit baffled that we came in with the score on as it was, because I felt, especially in that first 20 minutes, we were far the better team going forward and were creating chances. You know, it was probably, tragically, the highest our tempo was in that first 20 minutes, because... We was releasing the ball quickly. We afforded for Amate and Castagne to get forward quicker than they normally would. Almost reminiscent of the second half against Roma where we pushed forward. So we actually had the tactics right and to a point. Where the players got it wrong in that first half, because I see from the press, Mendy and, T and Fafana, Mendy and Fafana were the early disputers. Tillemans was a spearhead to line the forward and essentially became a box four going forward. Perez and KDH going forward. Uh, I know I can't spell anything, so I just, yeah, you caught me out there. I'm not even going to know. I, I couldn't be bothered to Google it. So Casper's in there. Um, and then Daka and Iacho and inverted. He probably actually played more of a two in that first 20 minutes than Daka did throughout the game. He did drop out to that wide left. And going forward, that looked right. And like I said, we probably could have still found a faster tempo, which I maybe doesn't exist in the minds of Leicester, but we had an okay tempo. We had bodies going forward. So essentially we were, we were essentially a three, a three, three, four at some points in that game in terms of defenders at midfield and, and, and attack. Um, and the problem where the players are at fault is all season, they have lost all ability to read each other's game. And I've said it earlier, they pass into areas and not where the players are. Some of the passes we make are blind. They're played to the left and then expecting that a Castagne or a Dewsbury Hall is going to be there if it's on the left. And Perez or a Marty in this case is picking it up on the right and they're just not there. They've either not made the run they were expecting or they've made the run and they were expecting them to run onto a ball and not be in front of play. And that's been Leicester's problem all season. That's where they got it wrong when they pressed. We're going forward to the next slide, as you'll see by the title here. The Fox's frailties. Yeah, it's something we've had all season. And as we'll see by this first slide, something that Leicester actually notably did, and they did this in both sets of attack, as we're seeing here, and in the defence, as we'll see on the next one. But we'll stick with this one for a second. You can see how compact I've got the players. You're probably getting a bit closer to see all the names on there. But trust me, that they were that compact sometimes in the middle and got suckered in by Everton's brick wall approach that that they came more and more central, that Everton were able to squeeze Leicester into spreading it around and slowed our tempo. And they, all, they almost played a part, their own part, in forcing our tempo to be slow because... Although Leicester pressed and, and had to do it slowly, because Everton put men behind the ball, they got suckered in and lured in to, to a middle instead of having that spread wide attack that you saw how they lined up from. We see the defensive error on the next slide here where, where Fox's frailties came. 
from. I was going to do a corner one, but we know we've got Francis from there. But on the other slide, if Chris can just find it, there we go. This was us from goal kicked and being counter-attacked on when our defence was was retreating. If we got the ball, say Casper's got, you have to imagine here that Casper's got the ball and ignore the arrows. I wasn't just removing them and putting them back on free slide. It's a pain in the arse. But when Casper had the ball and we got caught out and they tried to counter us and our defence recovered, whilst our midfield was on the press, Amati would come in to become our third centre-back he then have Evans and Fafana slowly usher him out to tell him to spread out. Because as you can see, the only one of our left and right backs that would go on an attacking way would be Castagne. And again, that goes back to the predictability that Leicester attack on the left-hand side. And this is the player's fault because we're so cautious and minded that we start from the back. And I feel, depending on which side we're attacking, you'd obviously swap this if we attacked it down the right, Amata would be out wide and Castagne would tuck in, that we're so cautious of getting it right from the very back of it, we actually, again, start the compaction ourselves. So we're the makers of our own downfall because we're so cautious of only being five, ten yards away from the next person that if we dare step outside that perimeter, we come racing back to get tighter to it. So next, this is what we were going to talk about. Where where else did it go wrong or what else was next to go to it? Well, we got here. It's the Everton Brit Wall. We came up a game. The games from ship of Everton players and the overall summary. Let's get cracking straight into that. Now, you may be thinking, really, old Brad, that's lazy. You can't be asked to name Everton player. I haven't a lot of time to get this sorted. It's so much easier for me. I do apologise to the Everton fans watching. It's not a disrespect to your club. It's just doing all this. I wasn't that prepared. It's my fault. I apologise. But Everton's Brit Wall, first of all, and this is what we're going to pretty much end on. Everton did this in the second half, and it's something that I talked about Leicester used to do when we were counter-attacking and, and, and doing this predominantly against the bigger sides. And that is the players played in a shape that they could fill every available gap. And that's why I call it a double-line brick wall they had. Everton could have their midfielders dropping into the defence to fill that back line. The attackers could drop back into midfield and fill that midfield line. They were solid throughout. No matter where they engaged Leicester and how much further Leicester engagement made, they always retreated to their structural brick wall. They were stronger wall than the Great Wall of China. And that is really credit to Everton. Leicester did it when they survived. They've done it before against the big teams when we've been competing for a top five finish. And they got it right here. And as we'll see, in terms of gamesmanship, people might be moaning about Everton players going down. It's part of football. Every team does it. Winning teams, teams top of the league, teams mid-table, when they've got something to hold on to, and it's and, and especially more so in their situation because they're even more desperate for it in terms of their league position. But if you're challenging for something, you're desperate for it, you like it or not, love it or hate it, it's a marmite of football, gamesmanship from football. Well, Leicester have done it before. We've applauded it because it, it, it's time-wasting. It's what you do. It, it, it is. You've got to credit what they did. They did it right. Um, they came here to, to, to win this game, and that's exactly what they did, and that's exactly how they did it. So, in summary, Leicester needs to figure a way to not get drawn in into the traps that these clubs can set up against us. Because if we fall, if we're like the fly in the Venus Fly trap and just allow the teams to 
lures in with their pretty flowers and their succulent smells and and get drawn into that desperate defending. It's not a disrespectful. It's just a lack of a better of a word for how how it goes. A, a, a brick wall defense like Everton's today. You get drawn in. You become too compact, and they've got you. And you're not getting out. They've got you. They've got you where they need them because you've got too many bodies forward. And then Leicester's panic leads to them giving Everton chances, losing the ball, misplacing passes, miscommunication, not knowing whether to hold or run. And you beat Leicester that way. And that's how teams have been doing it for a long time. And this is probably the most painful example of it with positives in the fact that we got shots away and we had more shots in this game than we have in the last three or four games. But that aside, that's exactly what teams have been doing pretty much all season to us. And that's the glaringness of it. And yeah, that's it, mate. Brad, as always, and with the... Uh, you, you do have to rush them through, I must admit, the, the graphics. So it is very well done. Uh, and I think we found out today the best way to do it and the best way to get them to me it is the way that we did it. Um, yeah, the, the second bit, the second bit. Um, we'll be back right after this. Mr. Monk, hello, sir. Um, obviously, I don't know. Come on, you blues. Could be either, couldn't it? The fact that they've got the Everton sticker is probably uh, uh, the, the giveaway on it, though. But you could be just covering your back there with that either side. Look, well done, mate. You played well. You deserved it today. And if nothing else, feel sorry for me. Give me a subscribe on YouTube. Brad, I'm going to leave it with this, but... I'm going to promote you because in the past I've asked you to put Brendan shoes on uh, and, yeah. and pick teams, and you weren't sure, you didn't know this was coming, so it's it, it's off the off the sort of top of the head sort of thing. But I'm going to ask you to be John Rudkin now, and you're sat there looking towards the and yeah, so <laughs> you're thinking you're just thinking. Uh, Fuck off, Chris. <laughs> but I want you to look at that and maybe just pick a couple of players that you're thinking we need to move on. We've we've gone as far as we can. Because let's be honest with you, you know, Tillemans, we know he's a good player, but sometimes players need to move to other clubs just to not necessarily fulfill the potential, but have a new fresh set of eyes on them and playing in a different formation with different players, they can suddenly become better players or you can do what Harry Maguire did as the opposite. But so as, as John Rudkin, I, I would I would say just pick a couple, two or three out that uh, you think will you would look and think, yeah, we need to move them on for different reasons. Uh okay, well for, for a number of reasons, and, and if people quickly want to get a comment in and ask me for why these people are, I'll gladly answer it, but I'll just give you the names. Perez. And no, it's not just because of my yeah, no, it's not just my hatred. You, you know, people will, will understand. Perez, Chowdhury, Tillemans is a given. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, see, off the top of my head. I think we've got a use for everybody else. In, mm. in You know, whether we like them or not, or whether we think they're good enough to be in the 11 or not, is a different thing. You have utility players. So, yes, people might be going, why aren't you saying Vestergaard? Why aren't you saying this one? 
but because we'll actually be able to use them the way they were intended to come on and help over busy mm. Christmas periods to play early round cup games to allow us to rotate, chuck on an extra defender. Maybe if we're going to keep, you know, maybe if we're going to actually do something from set pieces in terms of the attacking wise. And I know we joked about doing an old Steve Walsh and tagging an Elliot and throwing him up front like O'Neill would do. But maybe we get that headed height on there. And, yeah. You know, I mean, well, I can see uses from people. Bertrand would be a great experience head to keep in that dressing room, like a Christian Fuchs. No one else got as Fuchs before yeah. he gets that 20. To be honest with you, but, I said that when we got him. I said, this could be the signing of the summer. We've lost Fuchs and bringing in Bertrand. And, well, I was a bit yeah. off the mark there, to say I, the least, wasn't I? I think I would be less worried about what my job's going to be, because you already know, where you're going to, you already know where your current manager is wanting mm. to strengthen the side. And I say current because if you promote me again, I might be able to give you an owner's perspective. Um, you know, he knows where they're going to improve. So it's where they don't need to improve. And Barnes, the only thing I have with Barnes is he's got to show that he can yet again adapt something to his game because if he doesn't then Barnes isn't going to be a lesser player for much longer but I would allow him one more mm. season because he has been improving over the seasons this is the first season yeah. where I've been actually overall disappointed with Barnes' season because he hasn't shown anything mm. that's different he has become a bit predictable yeah, I, mean, I, I would tend to say I mean Tillemans like you say yeah. Tillemans is a given you know yeah. um Perez, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, he had that good little spell, but 20 minutes in three and a half years is pushing it a little bit. See, Chowdhury, I would like to keep only because I think Mendy will be going. I think Mendy will be going because he wants to go, not that we want to get rid of him. And yeah. in fairness, I totally understand, you know, he's he's yeah. he kind of looked at that and thought, yeah, when you need me. When you don't, and he, you know, he's, he's not moaned, he's, he's come on. And I would certainly, I would certainly, and I'm going to get a lot of hate here. I would certainly, well, two players I would consider. Uh, if we do go and get Tarkovsky, as I said, possibly let Soyuncu go if the links to him with, with moving away are true. Um, and then you've, got, then you've got the, you know, the, 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 the um, Oh, the Tarkovsky and the Evans mix with the two um, uh, experienced centre backs to sort of swap it round. Uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you then? <laughs> no, I was just having a bit of a stretch. I mean, to be honest with you, I can understand why maybe some people may add Soyuncu's mm. name to it. But if we've not learned, if we've not learned anything from the season, that it might be a case that to shuffle some more out maybe next season with the greatest respect to some of them and, and see mm. who is like that. We maybe need to be keeping Soyuncu because what have we suffered from this season? Well, we've suffered from having Amate and Soyuncu, but not having anyone else fit. You know mm. what I mean? And, and that's not saying that they play, that they're bad players. Yes, they've not had the greatest game. Although Amate's rarely let us down. I will give him credit. I don't think he had a bad game today either, to be honest with you. But no. certain other things that are changing. I think the biggest pressure and the biggest person who's maybe concerned for anything, might not show it, he might not see me, but I'm sure he's probably concerned, is Brendan. 
Brendan well, might... I'm going to come on to Brendan in a second. Um, right. I'm just going to throw one more name at you. Uh, and no. just to say, Man City are winning 3-0 at uh, Newcastle United. So it was definitely a case of Liverpool have blinked first in the um, yeah, title man. challenge. I was, I was surprised by that. Yeah. The other name that I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw at you, you probably won't be surprised after what I've said today, is Schmeichel. And I just think, like you say, has he come to the end of the time there was a you know I, I can you're you're too young but you know there's a time when we had to let gordon banks go who was a world cup winner sure. because we had peter shilton behind um you know we've, we've got danny ward who is an excellent keeper and i'm going to sneeze excuse me one second no i'm not and I, that means it will come so i hate this oh bless me ah there you go sorry about that guys um you know, we've got Danny Ward, who's, an, in my mind, excellent keeper, uh, Wales international, Wales num number one, and the aforementioned Iverson that we talked about at the start of the season. And maybe it'd be good to say to somebody like Schmeichel, thank you, let's leave with good memories. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I wouldn't be opposed to Danny Ward doing that, but... Yeah. It's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because he's also your captain. So, do you? Yes. Do, but then, can you say, do you have to do it for niceties or do you do it for both? Because we dropped Morgan, but kept him as a captain, didn't we? Even though he wasn't playing hardly at all, he was still technically yeah. club captain. So, do we just keep him as the captain for the dressing room, but then obviously have a technical captain out on the pitch um, and make that transition from from um Schmeichel's award next season or do you take the captaincy off it and see if juggling two roles is what's damning him a bit more than usual I, I mean I, I don't I don't like goalkeepers as captains anyway you know no, I'm, starting, I'm starting to see why now this season I'm starting to see why but that yeah. could be a thing I mean I know yeah I know, could please, well be yes. don't, you know please don't boot me off here because I'm about to bring up a sport that you detest on it but it just happened recently with the England cricket team with Joe Root. Joe Root's a wonderful batsman. I'm going to be quick honest, I promise you. Wonderful batsman, but he was not a, a good captain at all, really. He got a lot of, he made a lot of mistakes, a lot of naive and weird decisions on the field. And inevitably, it didn't just lead to a hammering by the Australians. We had a torrid tour in the West Indies, and he's now been replaced by Ben Stokes. England fans of cricket are hoping that that allows Joe to continue concentrating on his batting. He's not going to worry about other responsibilities. Apply that to Casper. I think if you do that, maybe you see another season out of him and we might get another lease alive from him. But again, if we did see it the other way, I wouldn't be too against it either. No, no. Uh, and and for the, again, the older ones amongst us, excuse me, Ian Botham, exactly the same happened with him in the cricket as well. Um, yeah. David said, I'm sort of you with that. One. So I'm sort of with you, Chris, on that one. Casper uh, has been great for us in, in pure shot stopping ability, but distribution, commanding penalty area, he has been pretty useless. So that gives Madders or KDH captaincy. Well, we need to see who's there. But yeah, I think I just think it's like, let, let, let's remember Schmeichel for what he's done for us rather than what he appears to be going in. Um, yeah. What 
what, what, what? <laughs> it said the Premier League don't want Everton going down. Um, yeah. John Rudkin's hat back on again now. Um, Brendan, he came in. He he looked good. He, he got us playing exciting football. He got us to fifth. He's got us European football two seasons running. You know, two fifth place finishes. He's won the FA Cup for us, won the English Super Cup for us. Got us, and let's not forget this, it's got us to a semi-final of a European competition, albeit we got that by dropping out of the, the better one above. Um, time to go, or do you keep him? Uh, what, Brendan? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a really tough one. It sounds like a simple one that people would instantly want him out because of how it's how it's been this season, but the thing is, you said this point as well, Chris, these players now, even though some of them have been together longer than others, mm. there's also the newer lads that have been together a lot longer under Brendan. You know, they've all spent the same time under Brendan pretty much, minus, you know, the new bodies from us, and a lot of these players, like your partners, Tillemans and whatnot, they've been under the instruction of Brendan, and we know what we need, how Leicester can go about fixing it for next season. But we know how we, well, we say we know, we say we know. Like, obviously, we'd be in better jobs if that was the case. We assume <laughs> how the easier it is yeah. to fix it because yeah. we're all foot football managers, no matter where we are in the world. That that's how we could fix it with Brendan in charge. What happens, like you said, if he, if we got rid of Brendan, right, and we drew a line under it, and, and, and you know. Again, maybe the owner's going to have words with Brennan and say, look, you need to change something or we might consider looking elsewhere. We can't prepare for it if someone else comes in and he goes, right, happy days, Leicester fans. We're going to play fast attacking football. Bad news for you. And I, I, happy days. I like playing two, two, two front men. Bad news for you. I don't like playing wingers and I don't like playing wing-backs. So I need to get rid of Castagne. I need to get rid of or Ricardo. I don't want to see Harvey Barnes here. I don't want well, uh, You're not trying to. Wow, wow, wow. This guy's done a Peter Taylor. No. You need to make the correct choice when it comes excellent to Excellent point. It's an excellent point. I mean, I've, I, 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 as you know, I've criticised Brendan and I've criticised him today as well. And I've criticised the players today. But yeah, I don't want him to go. Because I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. Whatever we say about Brendan, we know what he can do because he's done for it. And yes, all right, you know, but he says, oh, don't forget his third season syndrome. Well, he's never been given a fourth season anywhere. <laughs> Maybe that, uh, if he is, you can see what he can do. But I just think yeah. we, we are ripping up what we've done for the last three and a half seasons and starting from scratch. And it's a bit, and Watford do that every time they get a new manager. And it just doesn't work. And let's stick with him. And who out there could we get? in seriousness, that it would do a better job. I mean, the two obvious ones, I guess, well, not obvious ones, not saying that they definitely would want to come to us, uh, but the two, obviously, that always get the names mentioned are Ralph Huthenthal, and, uh, and I didn't say that correctly at all, I know, and, uh, and of course, Mr Potter at Brighton, but would they be any better? I mean, that's the thing that less fans need to think of, and again, maybe... Maybe some of us do sit behind the console too much and see how easy the game makes it to bring in players and bring in different managers mm. and bring in different staff members and whatnot on, on certain games. 
it's not as easy as that in the real world. No. It's, it's just not as easy changing thing. You know the expression that we maybe use more because of who we play, but Rome wasn't built in a day. And, mm. you know, this is a major setback. But, okay, Judge Manu doing when he's got a fixed squad. Judge Manu when he can start a season with a fixed squad, right? Because it's easy to enjoy the good days. And, it's, and you're the best manager in the world when your team's finishing fifth and winning FA Cups and whatnot. But it's about your response. I don't just think it's Brendan that needs to respond to this season. It's the players that he's left with. And um, again, we know who's going to go out. We probably know the areas that Brendan's going to look to strengthen or recruit extra bodies for, or maybe promote within. Let's not forget, you know, yeah. you talk about certain players today. You take the Evanses and the Vardy. It was interesting to see that he didn't start today. But you take the Evans of Vardy's and the Caspers out of it, that average age probably drops to 25 or definitely below, surely. It's not going to be higher than 25. We promote another youth and maybe get a body in on a permanent and maybe start, you know, complete Lutman's deal, and that's all our actions done. This team is on the progress, and we have to remember that as fans. So it's not just the managers that will need to respond to this dim season as it is, this dull season, as, as I'll probably say for it. But we need to also know that the players need to be fully fit and able to respond to it next season. And that, that's when we'll see what this team's really made of. Mm. And the Everton fans' case just keep coming. Um, uh, Frankie's Blue and White Army. Um, we are staying on a side up. Note, on a side note, I don't care about how we play today. Tomorrow, Grace is a shit football rock. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, um, Rico, that. If you play like that in your remaining games, you have got a very good chance of staying up. You know. Oh yeah, credit to you again. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I thought it was Everton that were going down, and I'm not going to lie. You know, a little bit of me wants Everton to go down because they're the bigger club, and it gives. I'd love to see Luton come up and what have you. Um, But you know, I thought Leeds were safe, but they've been dragged back in it. yeah. Ethan Rodriguez Laws Rogers out. Um, what 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 Norwich and Watford changed manager and it done no good. Exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. No pride, no desire, no passion. Um, I remember. I remember my wife used to say that to me every night. Uh, <laughs> Nippon, good evening. So how the devil are you? Um, Man United Rose session tonight. Who says no? Um, Prefer, prefer roast beef. We have 19 plus games with a near enough fully fit side. I let's accept being near the relegation zone. It, it, it is, it is, it's a difficult one. Uh, zero chance of Everton going down. I won't say zero chance. No, no, you, you're in the fight with Burnley and uh, Everton. Uh, yeah, sorry, Burnley and Leeds. I don't mean to dump in the spirits Everton fans, but Burnley went on the run and they're still no, you know, all that's done for them is get them back in the fight. They haven't suddenly pulled away from it and they had a disastrous result against Villa. You mm. look good and if you play like this, I'm sure you will stay up. And I, I, you know, I don't have any overwhelming desire to see you go down. It doesn't bother me if you go down. Yes, again, big club, that the story would, would make for a better read, but... That aside, I don't have anything against you or Burnley. So if you both stay up, it doesn't bother me. But don't get too complacent. 
now because you've seen how it is under Frank. It can suddenly go wrong. So mm-hmm. keep it up, yeah. keep focusing. You will stay up though. But you've had two good results against Chelsea and against Leicester. That you, in fairness, not bigging us up at all, but two results you probably didn't expect. Um, and yeah. As I say, as Brad says, if you if you play like that for the remaining games in the season, you, what you've got is you've now got to remember that as we look at it here, that oh my god, yeah, it's five nil Manchester City. It's finished five nil, I think. Yeah, it has. Foden in the ninetieth and Sterling in the ninety third. That changed around. Um, but no, let's let's just have a look at Everton. You've got a game in hand. And you are above Burnley and above Leeds. So as I said to Burnley the other day, it's theirs to lose. Now it is yours to lose as well. You're the yeah. one that's in the driving seat. You don't have to be looking at a cost. Like Burnley today, I mean, Dan did the watch along with me and he wanted us to win because obviously he's a Burnley fan and he wanted Everton to stay in, in the mix. Um, he was probably more annoyed than I was. But, you know... <laughs> Leeds now have got to look on other clubs doing them a favour. You don't, Everton. Burnley don't. And they just they just have got to believe in themselves. Um, but this has been a long time building up to this, Everton. Yeah, like Rico says, big clear out in the summer. Um, it'll be interesting to see where you go. Brad has disappeared again, so I'm going to say it is time to go. We're coming up to the hour and a half, and he pops back like a jack-in-the-box, and he pops up. As you can see there, and his link is in the description on YouTube, uh, at Full Time Focus, and also his link to his uh, YouTube site, which is um, a matter of opinion, and he does... He does podcasts rather than vods like this. Uh, he does some great ones. His last one's in there. Should women be able to manage men's football teams? I think there's a few down at the bottom here of the <laughs> Premier League that might go, yes. Um, have you got a new one coming out, Brad, anytime soon? Uh, yeah, so I've just got to keep get, get some information back off, uh, off the panel that I'm organising for it. But like you said, cheers, Chris. Uh, it is a matter of opinion on YouTube. Um, the last one we did was, as you said, talking about women coming to manager's game. I'm looking at doing a wrestling one, which is the next one. Yeah, uh, I've got planned with a few few guests out there. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you're following me on my Twitter handle, uh, you'll get notified there. And that's where the link is. It's discussing... What, in your opinion, do you think is WWE's best era? Is it the PG era? Is it Attitude era? Whatever era you may think it is, that's what the show's all about, is to give your opinion and your matter on it. And, you know, your your opinion matters. And, you know, it's exactly what the show says. Uh, it's just a matter of having one. If you like that sort of stuff, please just click on the link in my... Um, Twitter handle on, on the bio, click on that, click subscribe, turn notifications on, and you'll never miss my previews or the the uh, recorded uh, episodes itself. And you can join in in the comments and catch up with the first three episodes that are on there I've now. There say, on there. Indeed, make sure you do that, guys. Uh, and the link to the last 
the link to that one probably won't be in the groups because it's obviously not football, but the link to the last one about women's football is definitely on the Le- at Leicester TID on Twitter and also at, um, at the Leicester Till I Die Facebook group. I'm so glad that you haven't sent me an invitation for that one because I can't stand WWE. Uh, to me, to me, to me, wrestling went downhill as soon as Big Daddy and uh, Giant Haystack stopped doing it. <laughs> that was the uh, wrestling's golden era for me, and the women with the handbags at the side. I'm gonna—I did say that was the last one, but if you're okay for a few minutes, Brad, I'm gonna just a couple of more. I'm gonna throw at you, and I'm gonna do this at the end of every show. Um, who's going? Well, we know who's going down: Norwich and Watford. They are going down, and. Um, do you know what? I'm not sorry. And, and even Alan Shearer said that. Um, Watford have got what they deserved, I'm afraid. Who's joining yeah. them? And I mean, I don't think Southampton will, but you never know. But it looks like every, one from Everton Burnley leads, doesn't it? Um, uh, well, you, you'd go off current form, you'd say it's between Burnley and Leeds. I just feel like Burnley have an ability to bounce back. And I just think that that one-off game that he got right, a couple of games he got right, it aren't going to be enough. Uh, I'm going to say Leeds. Yeah, I mean, I look at that, and at some point in the last three or four weeks, I've looked at it and I went, like, Leeds, Leeds are safe. They won't get dragged down into it. Burnley, I said, was safe, and Everton are playing well. Uh, it's no, no, Everybody is fighting for their lives there, and... Good luck to them. I mean, I I do have a feeling it's going to be Leeds. I understand, as I think I said earlier, why they got rid of Bielsa, but uh, I can't understand why they took on Marsh. I really, really can't. But, yeah, at the moment, the way things are looking, and the <laughs> fact that, you know, Everton are on minus 19, Burnley are on minus 17, Leeds are on minus 35 because they got those drubbings earlier on. Uh, in the oh, season, no. so they are where they, they, they <laughs> leads that's not helped them. So, at the moment, I've got to agree with you, Leeds. Um, we're going to do this at the end of every show, and um, nice PJs there, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I still think Man City are going to do it. I think Liverpool blinked first, so I've got um, Man City is my favorite to win it now. Would you agree? Yeah, Man City were always going to win it because I I even see the Liverpool dropping points as a surprise because I said neither of them were going to drop points and I just I still don't see Man City dropping points. That doesn't change that. But Liverpool blink first, title's over. Yeah, I have a feeling that might be right. Top four. Um, well, sorry, not top four. Three through to seven. We've got Chelsea on sixty-seven. Arsenal on 66. I mean, Chelsea, they look safe in third, but who knows now, you know. And then Tottenham, 62. Uh, you've got to say, look, Man United, they've played two more games than Tottenham and Arsenal. They're on 58. They're, 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 they're not going to fight for fourth place, are they? It, it looks like it's between Chelsea, Arsenal and Tottenham. Yeah, it does. And I'd, I'd, I would say that Arsenal have the momentum to take third mm. now. Um, I don't know if that just stops stops Tottenham getting it. Mm. Um, because yes, they got a point against them, but I don't know. I think I think Arsenal will probably push up to third the way they're going. Chelsea 
disaster against Wolves in that last 10 minutes, 15 mm. minutes. Credit to Wolves as well, credit to them, because they've been cautiously talked about being on the beach. I mean, I, I thought I was a bit brave and stupid putting them down for a draw, but it worked for me um, <laughs> on that front. Uh, I tell you what, I think we're all going to be tuned in on Thursday when Tottenham host Arsenal, aren't we? Well, maybe I can't really give props to Arsenal, and it's not my club. But most, most, no, no you know what I'm, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You get, yeah. you know what I, yeah. uh, the point I'm making is that is going to yeah, probably the winner of that will will get third or fourth, I think. You, yeah, yeah. I just don't, I just don't know what it is about Chelsea. I think other teams do just a bit worse than them at pivotal points in the season. That's what keeps them in top four more than their own form. Yes, yes, indeed. Brad, thank you so much, mate. Wednesday, 10.30-ish, post-match show for Norwich. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm not looking forward to that at all. Mate, like I say, your links are all in the chat below on the YouTube channel. Thanks very much. Give my give my uh, best wishes to Chloe and the congratulations on putting four past Man United. Um, I'm sure she had a great uh, a great show. Nippon says, "Am I doing a watch along for the North London derby?" Uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't because I think uh, uh, um, it's on the same day anyway. Uh, oh no, it's on Thursday. It is on Thursday. Um, and I've got uh, other shows planned on Thursday. I've got we've got a quiz with Aston Villa, and I think I am doing Watford's show as well. So, uh, and to be honest with you, it's not Leicester. Brad, all the best, mate. Thanks very much. Take care. Cheers, mate. No Cheers. worries. Thank you for having us. Thanks. And well done to Brad's second team and Chloe's first team, like I say, Brighton. Well done on putting four past Man United. David um, says, thanks uh, to you both for a good show. Much appreciated, Brad Chris. Thank you very much, David. It means a lot. Thanks to everybody that came into the chat. Um, (laughs) Nippon says he loves seeing United lose. Let's be honest with you. I think 19 uh, fans of 19 clubs in the Premier League would say exactly the same as you. What does that say about Man United? Probably says how well they are and how successful they've been, which is why we all hate them. So I'm sure they are not bothered. I'm sure they are not bothered. Look, I'm going to be back tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be back at 7 o'clock. We're going to be doing the um, Premier League review, looking at the news and uh, looking at the weekend scores with Louise. And then at nine o'clock, we've got the Euro review. We've got um, Doug coming on that. I'm not sure whether who the second guest will be. Uh, I'm waiting for her confirmation. But uh, we'll be looking at the Champions League and uh, Europa and the Conference League results. Yeah, we've got to. And we'll be looking at the French, Italian, Germans and Spanish leagues as well. Look, everybody that's been in the chat, there's been a lot in the chat today. I've got to say to all the Everton fans that have come in, uh, nice to see you. Well done, guys. You deserved it today. You wanted it more than we did. And, that you know, you put up the fight. Only the second away win of the season. Congratulations to you. Like I say, you know, on today's performance, you deserved it. Good luck for the rest of the season. If you play like that, you should be you should be staying up. 
And thanks to everybody else that's been in the chat. We've had Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United fans in. I think we've had one or two Leicester fans in as well. Thanks to everybody that has uh, been in the chat. Really have appreciated it. And if you've been listening on um, your favourite podcast platform, whatever that is, thank you very much. And uh, if you've got a smart speaker, just ask it to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die and uh, it should play it for you. Or if you search Leicester City Podcasts, I think we're the second one that comes up. And if you have been watching on YouTube, thank you very much. If you're new, even if you're an Everton fan, please, please give me a subscribe, smash the likes, and click on those notification bells as well. I do a lot of non-Leicester stuff. Like I say, tomorrow night we'll be looking at this game, uh, and we look as, as well as all the other ones. So there's a lot of non-Leicester um, City uh, content on the channel. There is, of course, a lot of Leicester because it's a Leicester channel. And during the summer, we're going to be doing a lot of World Cup um programs as well uh in the summer and quizzes and all sorts so not not say not all Leicester so anybody that's watching on YouTube please give me a subscribe it does mean a lot and it really does help the channel I'm gonna go because I need to um uh, have a comfort break <laughs> I shall see you tomorrow night at seven o'clock hopefully well done Everton have a great weekend everybody stay safe and don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.